Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. I'm Sue Meyer, and today we are here with a special guest. Actually, she's here by popular demand. (laughs) Our Members Corner gals and guys have said, we would really like to hear about this lady that specializes in homeopathy for plants. So today we're visiting with Cornelia Mott, and she likes to go by Connie. She's the co-author of the book, Homeopathy for Plants, with her mother, Christiane Mott. As the daughter of a homeopath, she grew up in a familiar spirit and application of classical homeopathy. Her mother's research as a plant homeopath awakened her own interest in this new, highly promising, and environmentally friendly method of treating plants. By working with her mother on her books and consultations, as well as participating in a study group, consisting of horticulturists and wine growers, yum. (laughs) Oh, Cornelia Urkani has been able to constantly increase her knowledge in this field with ongoing case reviews and self-study. Cornelia has a website where she offers individualized treatment plans with homeopathic recommendations for her clients from, uh, from amateur gardeners to professionals. She also completed her education as a homeopathic veterinary practitioner in 2017. My goodness, young lady, you have a lot of credentials here. (laughs) I just, I'm so excited that you're here with us. And so first of all, maybe we should start out by telling us, first of all, how you came to homeopathy besides this little brief introduction we just did. Hello, uh, everybody. I am very glad to be here. And it's an honor for me to speak to you today. So um, I was born in 1969 and I was growing up with the method of classical homeopathy because my mother worked as a homeopath. When she wrote uh, her first book, the first book about homeopathy for plants, this was in 2011, I was a young adult woman. My own family began to grow, so I began treating my pets and my my son, my husband, (laughs) with homeopathy. And I I was uh, the owner of a little garden, suddenly, because we, <laughs> we, built, we built a house. And when I was a child, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. They had a huge garden. Uh, they, they had crops and vegetables and fruits. And so plants are in my life. Um, I grew up with plants. My plants in my house garden um, weren't healthy from the beginning. So uh, Christiana wrote the book and I began to treat my own plants with homeopathy. And I learned and I dived into this book and the content. And this was so um, interesting for me that I uh, wanted to learn more. So together with Christiane, we created a little study group and we we sat around the table uh, at uh, at the Christiana's home at my parents' home, 
and we we did uh, really uh, courses. There was a, uh, a, there were several courses where we learned how homeopathy homeopathy for plants could work. And the members of this group were um, gardeners, horticulturists, and wine growers and homeopaths. So there were a handful of people, six, seven people. So, and after this, um, I was infected. <laughs> we created, uh, we released the website and um, we said, okay, we, we had to offer some consulting possibilities for people who seek advice. And this grew up very quickly. So um, a lot of uh, household gardeners or uh, also professionals wrote us and uh, seek advice. Yes, from the beginning, when you uh, created your website, um, people from all over the world wrote to me and wanted advice. That grew very quickly. Wow. Yes, that's the history. You must be a very busy girl then. I am I am really busy. Yes, I I still work several hours a week as a speech therapist, but only a few hours a week. The other part of the week is only for plants. Oh my goodness. Well, you also you you are also um a veterinary homic practitioner. Yes, also. This is uh, also a little part of my week. <laughs> that is wonderful. It's very exciting. So, well, you know, plants and animals you're kind of in it's in the same realm in the sense that your your patients can't talk to you <laughs> so they can't talk yes uh, but one could say one could say animals animals talk more than plants <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, the comparison plants versus human is more easily to talk about plants in the need of help could suffer from different problems and everybody who lives with plants and cares about them has certainly faced the most typical issues like injuries, climatic damage, diseases, pests or growth problems. For example, the choice of the indicated remedy for plants is often based on parallels to human symptoms. Uh, for example, the the cause or the the trigger for a disease often is a climatic influence, like cold or wet and cold. Okay, and so then would you use aconite for that? Oh, for example, aconite. Yes, aconite is one of the the most used remedy after the winter period for bringing plants. Uh, back to force after a long winter period. Oh my yes. goodness. I am so excited. I can't wait. I know you're going to be joining us for a live Q&A on our membership group. And so we're, we're trying to entertain our group and they just want to devour all this new information. And so I'm very excited about you joining us in our member members corner too in the next month or so. But I... <laughs> I also uh, am really curious about your about your mother. So you said you study with your mother, and how did she come to be, become a homeopath? Yes, this uh, first of all, she she was interested uh, in homeopathy uh, since she was a young mother. So we are right here at Mommies for Homeopathy. So. <laughs> This is the, the, the origin of the origin, we could say. And uh, my brother and me, when we were a child, uh, we, we had been treated with homeopathy. 
by her. And later on, she she, uh, she started her education, her training to be a um, naturopathic practitioner, a homeopath. Okay. But treating homeopathy, uh, treating plants with homeopathy was a kind of hazard because uh, my mother, my, my parents buyed um, a huge plant, delphinium. Okay. On the garden in the garden market market and uh, they wanted to repot the plant uh, by repotting the the main stem crushed oh. and it broke and there were only some some tiny fibers left there was no no solid construction left and Christiane thought okay um, what should we do why sh- why shouldn't I try uh, treating this poor plant with arnica. <laughs> This is uh, this was her first idea for everything uh, that is injured by uh, falling down, or these are one of the guiding symptoms for Annika. She let dissolve some globules of Annika in the watering can, and uh, she watered the root area of this delphinium oh. plant. And uh, the next day, and she she reported it anyway. The next day, uh, she was totally astonished that the plant. Uh, stood upright the stem stood upright oh my goodness and uh, it, it continued to bloom it continued to grow and over the years my parents uh, made many experiences in their household garden they also uh, grow some vegetables tomatoes potatoes and they have a huge cherry tree for example cherry trees sometimes are rather delicate or sensitive for monilia root, uh, monilia uh, rot. So they treated these plants and they collected, they documented the treatments uh, on just just on a stable of notes. Right. <laughs> After some years, they thought, why, why shouldn't we publish this, this collection of experiences as a book? That is amazing. The origin of homeopathy for plants, how, how we do is uh, by, a, by a hazard, you could say. That is absolutely amazing. I, I guess, you know, years and years ago, I heard people talking about, gee, could we, we could probably use homeopathy on plants. I said, well, I'm sure you could use homeopathy on everything. But I didn't, back in the early days, because I studied all the old books, <laughs> I didn't even realize that there was homeopathy for plants in a, officially. So I am so, yes. I'm excited. This is a new, a new vein of information for me that I'm just really enjoying. I imagine you do a lot of um, spraying, like in spray bottles for your plants as well as in watering cans the the main the main method of uh, application is that we let dissolve the globules in the watering can okay okay because um spraying also is possible but the the most of the uh, amount of water should reach the roots okay even for something like blight or fungus that's on the plant. Um, yes, if we if we treat uh, some pests on leaves or, or fungal diseases on leaves, um, sometimes or, or in general, often it's not recommended to uh, to uh, let the leaves wet over a long period. Oh, because this uh, this often this uh, will uh, decrease the the fungal disease, for example. Okay, so it's a better idea to 
to water the root area around the in the soil. And sometimes if we want to treat pests, for example, it's okay if, if we splash one circle around the leaves, uh, on the leaves, on a day when uh, the leaves are able to dry quickly. Okay. But not, of course, not uh, during uh, bright and strong sunlight. Okay. To avoid, to avoid sunburn. Right. Wow. All those, all those things that we don't really think about. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I used to have a huge, huge garden. I mean, huge. I spent my whole summer raising my garden, canning and freezing. Because with 11 children, you know, you're not going to just be out running around buying food. You grow it. <laughs> and so I had rows and rows of corn and beans and cabbage and broccoli and tomatoes and peppers and, and even the, all the melons and all these different things. And um, I, I, I never I never thought to use homeopathy for my plants, but I, I will say the last few years I did everything totally natural, but I was just constantly rotating the, the plants so that they weren't sitting in the same soil. And we always had compost that we mulched the garden with every year because we had cows and horses and chickens and rabbits. So we were, you know, we had all that good yummy stuff for the garden every year. But I, I mean, so I love plants, but I'm not talented with houseplants. That's so I'm really excited about your I'm actually going to post a couple questions about houseplants because <laughs> I cannot grow houseplants for anything. But, you know, I could grow things that were necessary. But these cute little pretty plants that are just supposed to be there to make our lives, you know, more enjoyable. I just I just lose it. <laughs> OK, OK. But you are you're, but you are highly talented in, in caring about your garden plants. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because they're necessary. <laughs> yes, of course, if you want to eat them. <laughs> and, um, the, the way uh, you talked about your garden plants and your management in this garden is, uh, is kind of perfect because I know many gardens, they are uh, well fed with compost. They, are, uh, they do crop rotation and they, they have a huge, a, a varied biodiversity. And if, if these components are uh, existent, a garden is rather healthy from its basic. Right. And many gardens uh, like yours don't need homeopathy at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is, if they are healthy, if there is a varied biodiversity, they, they just need this. Right, right. Okay. So my, like I said, I'm excited about you telling me how to raise houseplants. <laughs> it's probably yes. it's probably lack of attention you know because like I said it was my garden I was out there every day because you had to be out there you had to weed some section every day because it's too big you can't do it you know and so like with houseplants I suppose they might you know they probably need some sort of magnesium because I don't give them enough attention they probably feel like little orphans or something <laughs> <laughs> probably yes uh, me too sometimes uh, plants are dying in my house too there's a there's one big problem uh, we should mention this is um most of our i, I say indoor plants is this correct uh -huh. most of the indoor plants uh, come from uh, from a tropical origin in their natural natural habitat is tropical origin the circumstances there are different normally we have uh, too dry air in our houses oh sure 
I never thought of that. And there are some some influences uh, which could weaken the, these plants over the, over the, over the time. Okay. So, for example, a dry air or cold location from below. Okay. And a hot influence from from above. Um, or a hot hot window, a hot glass of window, or a, situa- a location where it's too dark okay. for them, right? Or too bright. Uh, many of them come from uh, the rainforest, where they where they are located in a rather dark place. So we we buy them and place them at the window where they have too much light. So these influences are sometimes really hard for them right. to, to deal with, okay? Right. I never, yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I, I didn't really ever think about all that. I mean, I did think about whether they like, you know, more shade versus more light, but I never really thought about the extra heat of the glass or or what, what they're not used to as, as, as well. You're absolutely right. I hope I'm not talking too much here, Joy. Joy is our third person on this podcast here today. And I, I, I'm just so excited that I'm not staying very focused. <laughs> so Connie, as far as your work in, in the plant field, where do you see yourself? You just work, you work on your website and how, how do people contact you for help with their plants? I mean, give us an example of, of a, a client that would contact. Um, on my website, you may find a form for starting the consultation. In this form, you are asked, you get asked about the situation of the plant. You can write down what you suggest, what your plant suffers from. And you can write down um, about the weather of the last seven or ten days that's important for my recommendation afterwards and you can also attach some photos of your plant uh, two or three are enough i just need one photo uh, of the detail perhaps of a leaf or of a bloom or of a stem this is enough for me for starting the treatment and if i have some questions left I will write back and we clear these questions uh, by mail. Wow. Um, after I did my research, I, I start creating and elaborating my treatment plan. And this is uh, created with several steps. Uh, I try to find out the cause of the situation. Often we know the cause. For example, a certain weather influence or a, a, a cutting a pruning of the plant or a reporting or an injury. And if I know the cause, this is my first recommendation. For example, a plant uh, shows weakness after uh, getting pruned. I choose, for example, Staphysacria for treating uh, the, the, the consequences of pruning. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Oh, that's that is so. This is <laughs> this is. It, it sounds funny, but it's quite easy. Wow, <laughs> that is amazing. And so, if if the plant suffers from a fungal disease after this uh, pruning action, I choose uh, the next remedy. Uh, this could be applied after one or two weeks. 
Wow. And uh, for example, uh, if there is uh, a weather influence uh, uh, of uh, humid and muggy and warm, wet weather, uh, I choose uh, perhaps natrium sulfuricum C30, for example. Oh, natrium sulfuricum. Sure. Okay. Worse for wet. Yes. Okay. Okay. Worse, worse from wet and humid and muggy. Right. So uh, this, is, this would be, for example, the next remedy to, to treat the fungal disease. Amazing. Another, ex- another possibility could be that the person calls me. We could also do a, a, a consulting on the phone, but it's it's less effective because it's better for me to have some photos. Sure. I understand that completely because the plant can't talk and the, sometimes mommy interjects what they think <laughs> too much. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Also, also. Well, this has just been absolutely wonderful. Joy, do you have any more questions? I, I don't want to give away all her secrets because I want to save some of these, some of these questions for our members. <laughs> these are all really, really good. I know that. Um, so can you talk about just briefly, if somebody wanted to give a remedy to try giving a remedy to their plants, maybe they're starting seeds. Like about this time of year, a lot of people are either um, at the end of their seed starting and ready to put it in the garden or just now starting seeds. If they wanted to just try it for the first time with their seeds, do you have a recommendation? Yes, yes, yes. A very good one. I have uh, some recommendations for the the season starting now. Uh, if if uh, someone wants to, to seed or uh, grow, uh, plants now in uh, outdoor or also indoor. Uh, first of all, if you if you have seeds, after uh, putting them down into the earth, you could water them uh, thoroughly with a solution of calendula C30 water, because calendula has a good effect on. On the roots, it strengthens the, the building of the of the little seedlings. Wow! And we have we we had uh, we had uh, made some experiences um, with and without calendula, for example, tomato seeds. And I can show you some pictures if this is possible. Uh, on, on one of our next uh, sessions where you can see the difference. Uh, the, the, the germination is much earlier, three or five days earlier than the untreated row, for example. And the plants get stronger. The stem is stronger. They're, uh, they're building uh, leaves very quickly. So uh, every seed that has reached the, the soil should be watered with calendula C30 water. That's amazing. And yes, that's really amazing. And the dosage is, oh, there's a dosage table on, on my website. You can download this also. And the dosage is, uh, for example, for, for just um, 500 milliliters up to one liter of water, just for 
pieces of Global's um, Calendula C30. Wow. It's a tiny amount, but it's enough. Right. Oh, my goodness. That is oh. that is so interesting. I wish I would have had that years ago. <laughs> I, do, I, know. I do plan to start a garden here again, but because I have been too busy. I haven't had a garden, but I, I do want a garden again. I just miss working in the soil. Uh, I love I love that hands-on with the earth. Love it, love it. <laughs> yes, yes, hands-on. And um, the next remedy for everybody who wants to start now is Arnica C200. Um, Arnica is the, the best remedy to strengthen the plants if they are about 10, 15, 20 centimeters of height. Oh. Uh, for example, if you want to to transplant the little tomato plants you have to, to transplant and to to make a, a new place for them after that you should water these tiny plants with arnica c200 oh good, good. that is just amazing i just um, <laughs> it's very amazing <laughs> okay oh it's perfect oh, okay so yes. we're gonna put a link to that um, dosage chart and to your website on the on the show notes here, so you guys can all everybody listening who wants that dosage chart because I know there's a ton of people who want that. Um, c- go ahead and go come to the website and get the get the link to go there. And and, and for anyone who will be joining or any or members corner, I know we have quite a few members, but when Connie comes on, if you have all your questions prepared and you have looked at her website, so you're familiar with it, then we can not have to ask so many mundane questions. And then like you yes. say, if you have that, that dosage chart, then she won't have to explain every detail it is, is either. We'll get the questions ahead of time too and send them to Connie so she's not put on the spot either, so. <laughs> oh, sure, that's, yeah, and even pictures. If, you know, yes. That'd be great. This is very, very exciting and I can't thank you enough, Connie, for joining us today. And actually, uh, I can just, I can foresee that we're gonna have to have you back again. <laughs> Thank you. I'm looking forward to this event. (laughs) Thank you so much. With that, folks, we're going to let you go. So may God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com. Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.